Saturn's mythology and history. So as you all know, I study Hellenistic astrology, but for anyone that might be new here, I just want to explain what that means. Studying Hellenistic astrology means I'm rooted in the ancient Greco-Roman teachings, and sometimes these teachings can differ slightly from the modern ones. So as the podcast goes on, keep in mind that if you hear anything that may conflict with what you typically hear or have traditionally learned, it's just because of my Hellenistic roots. So Saturn is one of those planets where traditional and modern rulers differ, so keep that in mind as we go through this today. So the Greek god Kronos and the Roman god Saturn. Saturn is a father time himself. Saturn has that strict parent energy. I don't want to say the dad of the zodiac per se, because Capricorn, yeah, Capricorn gets that dad signification, but there are plenty of people who identify as women who are Capricorns and have that energy. So I like to say that they are the strict parent. Saturn is a strict parent of the zodiac. The day of the week Saturn signifies is Saturday. So Saturday, Saturn, that one was clearly established long before the capitalistic work week was established because having Saturn being on the weekend does not jive with most people's view of what the weekend is about. I'm sure You have a little bit of knowledge about the significations of Saturn and being a workaholic, things like that. And so Saturn, Saturn's day being on the weekend just seems a little silly. It's, it's like, oh, how does that fit in? I'm sure you could make it work, but generally it seems a little odd for most people. But Saturday is Saturn's day. Saturn is a physical planet and its transits. Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun. It is the second largest planet in our solar system, and it's also the last of the planets that you can view with your naked eye, which that's important in Hellenistic astrology because the seven planets you can see with your naked eye are the main focus. It takes about 29 and a half years to orbit the sun, so it does move rather slow, and it stays in each sign for roughly two and a half to three years. And if those time frames sound familiar, it's because they're the time frames of our Saturn return, which how are all you Saturn and Aquarius babes holding up? I hope you're all doing well. You're about, oh, you're a couple months in now. You're, you're chipping away at old father times uh, time frame for your Saturn return. For the people that I do know that are in their Saturn return, most seem to be handling it well so far. I know mine didn't really ramp up until the very end. I kind of saved everything till the last minute, it seemed, but hopefully you are making more steady progress than saving it all for the end. So I hope you Saturn and Aquarius babes are going strong. Saturn stations retrograde once every 12 months for roughly about four to five months. Metaphysically speaking, the planet is cold and dry, which, I mean, that's Saturn to a T. Whether it's dry humor or dry emotions, Saturn is not usually about bringing people together like our two benefic planets Jupiter and Venus are. Like we talked about in the All About Jupiter and Venus episodes, those two have these properties where they really like being jovial and being generous and bringing people together. Saturn is not about that. The cold nature of Saturn can feel lonely and has a sense of isolation that comes along with it. But this isolation doesn't have to be hermit energy. It can mean isolating energy or honing skills. It's more about being serious than anything. 
The thing about Saturn not being a planet that brings people together is mostly about the fact that Saturn kind of focuses on you. Saturn is a a self-isolating planet in a way that, how do I want to describe this? It's more about self-improvement. That's what I'll say. Saturn is really about focusing on you and making you a better person so you can then interact better with other people. So in a roundabout way, Saturn helps you be the best version of yourself so then you can interact with others in a healthier way. But the work is done typically in a solo manner. I don't see too many Saturn returns where other people are doing the work for you. This is very much you have to do the homework. You can't cheat off of somebody else's paper. So those are the metaphysical properties. Now for the physical properties. So as a physical planet, Saturn is made up of liquids and gas, mostly hydrogen and helium. Just like Jupiter, it's a gas giant and it doesn't have a true surface. I think the most prominent and well-known physical feature of Saturn are the rings. These rings are made of ice and rocks. Some parts of the rings are very small and some are massive. So the sizes we're talking here are like the size of a small rock, maybe even grains of sand small, and then some are as big as buildings. So it's really a range of how big these things are. I always try to contextualize this and really picture it, but I don't think we can ever grasp truly how big these are. So the rings aren't just one solid continuous thing. You couldn't walk on them. It's not like if somehow you got to go to outer space, you could land on Saturn's rings and they would be this sheet of rock ice that you could skate on. It's not like that. They're these massive collections of different sized pieces of ice and rock that just kind of form closely together. And then they make the rings, which is pretty cool. Saturn has about, at this point, I believe 82 known moons. And get this, the moons inside of the rings are called moonlets, which I just think is so cute. If you guys weren't already my moon babes, you'd be my moonlets. (laughs) But I think moon babes is way cuter. But moonlets is such a, it's like a cute little moon. Like, look, you got a little moonlet. So that's cute. I know Saturn is probably being like, don't call me cute. Like, don't call me cute. Don't be like this. But I can't help it. I just think there are some things about Saturn being grumpy that is cute, in my opinion. Also similar to Jupiter, Saturn rains diamonds. If you want to hear the process of how this happens, go listen to the All About Jupiter episode where I explained the whole thing and broke it down scientifically and went through how Jupiter rains diamonds, which is amazing. And it happens on Saturn as well. So while they both rain diamonds, here's the difference in my opinion. Jupiter raining diamonds is like a gift. It's flashy, it's over the top, it's abundance, it's beauty, it's just giving. It's here are these treasures and I give them to you. Saturn raining diamonds is the result of hard, diligent work. It's like when you put pressure and you wait and you are patient and you get this beautiful diamond in the end. So while they both make diamonds, I would say the significance of it is different. The way that they give you diamonds is different. Jupiter willingly gives you diamonds. Saturn makes you work for your diamonds. Saturn's significations. So Saturn is the traditional ruler of Capricorn and Aquarius. When placed in these signs, it's said to be in its domicile, which means Saturn is happy. And happy is in quotes here because happy is not usually a word I would ever typically pair with Saturn. So (laughs) I say happy, but it's just content. 
it's not angry. Let's put it that way. So when Saturn is in Capricorn or Aquarius, it feels at home and it's going to be able to express itself and all its Saturnian significations very naturally. Saturn experiences its exaltation in Libra and same thing, it will feel comfortable there and will be able to express all of its qualities in a very natural manner. Conversely, Saturn has placements it does not favor and these are called detriment and fall. Detriment happens in Cancer and Leo and fall is in Aries. If you have a Saturn placement in detriment or fall, do not be worried. It's not the end of the world. It's simply pointing towards an area that you may need to work a little harder at or that your significations might be expressed differently than others. For instance, if your Saturn is in Leo, it's going to be in fall. Leo is ruled by the sun, which has a very different way of operating than Saturn does, to say the least. The sun wants to be cheery, bright, intense, and have the attention all to itself. Saturn, being cold and dry, remember, it has literal rings made of ice. Saturn has no time for the dramatics or the flair. Saturn is about putting in the work and getting a reward, maybe by the time you die. Leo wants instant attention and praise for something as little as remembering to take the trash out to the curb on the right day. So Leo's going to want that instant gratification. Saturn is going to delay that gratification and teach patience. It's a battle of the wills here. That's usually what we see with detriment and fall. It's not so much that they're negative placements. You just see two different views kind of battling it out and meeting in the middle. While Saturn is a malefic planet, it's not a bad planet. Even if you have a detriment or fall placement, Saturn is just more frustrating than anything. So again, battle of the wills. It's just a frustrating planet that teaches you a lot in the end. Saturn experiences its joy when positioned in the 12th house. The 12th house is considered to be the house of bad spirit in Hellenistic astrology. And of course, Saturn experiences its joy in the house of bad spirit. Why would it have joy anywhere else? It experiences its joy there because Saturn and the 12th house share a lot of the same significations, so it feels at home. So Saturn is happy in the 12th house because it's the place of karma, and no one likes serving up some hot karma more than Saturn. It's traditionally the most difficult house in Hellenistic astrology, and has a lot to do with the hidden desires of our subconscious world. Sickness and isolation are often associated with this house, and those are two things Saturn is deeply entwined with. If you remember or you listen to the Rising Signs episode, generally Capricorn Risings in their youth or sometime in their life have to deal with chronic illnesses. So Saturn being in the 12th house, the 12th house having a signification of illness, seclusion, sickness makes sense for Saturn. Much like Saturn, the 12th house can be hard to work with, but it bears much fruit if you put in the effort and you can navigate those shadows. So the 12th house is one of the places that I recommend looking at for shadow work. And if Saturn is in your 12th house, that means shadow work will be pivotal for you. It will illuminate so many things in your life and it's not going to be easy at all, just straight up. Shadow work is never easy for anyone, but especially if you've got a lot of karma going on in your 12th house, it's going to be a lot, but it's also going to be super rewarding. Saturn is a malefic planet. Whether you have a day or a night chart, Saturn is always going to be a malefic planet 
and will always be there to instill life lessons and generally just give you a hard time. And not a hard time in a mean way. Saturn is not a bully. Saturn is a teacher, a strict teacher. If you have a day chart, however, Saturn might be more constructive than critical. But there's a lot of different factors that go into this. It's really not that black and white. Saturn having favorable aspects like trines and sextiles with the benefic planets will also help to lighten up that Saturnian mood. Structure, boundaries, difficulties, trials, and the word no are all words that come to mind when I think of Saturn. Wherever Saturn is in our charts, we see the natural tendency for things to be hard. And not hard just for the sake of being hard, but hard because it's a karmic lesson or it's something that's really going to springboard us into the next phase of our life. Unlike places where we see Jupiter in our chart, wherever Saturn is showing up is a place where we might consider ourselves unlucky from the start and that we have to actively work at in order to see any improvements or progress. Now, it's not that I'm calling Saturn a bad luck omen or anything like that. It's more like that Saturn is just hard work. There is no gift giving and no handouts with this planet. Someone has to be the boring adult of all the planets and Saturn got the job. Everyone else kind of drew straws and Venus was like, I'm the beautiful loving one. Mercury is like, I'm the one that goes between heaven and hell and gives you all these cool messages. Mars was like, I'm a badass, get out of my way. (laughs) Jupiter was like, yo, I party. The sun and the moon, they're the sun and the moon. So Saturn was like, well, shit, like, who's going to keep everything together? Guess it's going to be me. In my mind, this isn't like a real thing. But sometimes I'd like to think that even Saturn kind of grumbles at itself. And is like, I gotta be this way, but it's for their own good kind of thing. So the two gas giants, you have Jupiter, the sweet one, the one everybody loves. And you have Saturn, (laughs) the not so sweet one. But I think there are still a lot of people who love Saturn. After I finished my first Saturn return, I really did come around and I I learned so much and I'm definitely just a better person overall having gone through the trials that Saturn had set up for me. So don't hate on Saturn. Saturn's a pretty, pretty cool dude. When you know your Saturn placement, you can analyze things like what area of your life might take longer to develop but will ultimately be rewarding your oppositions. A big one is where you need boundaries. That's a signification that I really like for Saturn. It's not just that things are hard or you're going to go through trials, but wherever Saturn is in your chart can show you where you need boundaries. And also Saturn will show you the way that you handle responsibility and what type of structure you crave. Saturn is indicative of not only the obstacles we will face, but in fact, how we handle those obstacles. So I'll give you an example. We have, uh, oh, let's say Saturn and Capricorn in the fourth house. So Saturn and Capricorn is in its domicile. It's going to be very Saturnian. It's going to be by the book, traditions, rules, loves all those things. A very hard worker, you know, nose to the grindstone, morning and night, you know, burning both ends of the, the midnight oil to get stuff done, meeting deadlines, keeping things organized and structured. And then in the fourth house, So Saturn in the fourth house is going to have difficulties with early life, home life. It's going to have difficulties possibly forming stability, having stable connections in life, and maybe even afraid of stability. 
There's also going to be a sense of needing to have boundaries with family or not having enough boundaries and needing to learn to create them. Let's do another example. So how about Saturn and Leo in the seventh house? So we did domicile, let's do detriment. So I talked about this a little bit already. Saturn in Leo is going to be a contradiction of wanting all this fame and adoration. And you will work hard to get there, but you're not going to want to all the time. But you will put in the work and it will come to you if you do work hard at it. So wherever it's placed, then is where you're going to want your fame and where you're going to have to work for it. So in the seventh house, we see someone who wants to be center stage in their relationships, but it might take them a while to find that relationship that really sparks what they need or what they want. Also, Saturn in the seventh house could mean that you fall in love with someone extremely Saturnian. Could be that too. Or since you're Leo, remember you're big and you're bold and you're brash and uh, Saturn's going to be like, please tone it down. We need to take things seriously. So you might have trouble with boundaries in within your relationships. And that's something that you're going to need to learn that you need to tone it down. You need to have boundaries just because someone adores you doesn't mean they are good for you. So those are different ways that all of these things can manifest. Having Saturn in a house doesn't mean it's bad. I really like to look at it from the boundary perspective because Saturn is all about boundaries and restrictions and not just for the sake of saying no, but for the sake of learning balance as well. And if you're thinking right now, man, Saturn is heavy. Can we go back to Jupiter? You aren't wrong. Saturn is heavy. There's a reason that Capricorn seems so Capricorn. <laughs> and that's jokes. That's very much jokes. But it is, the, it is the reason for Capricorn being that way. They're ruled by Saturn. What do you expect from them? There is a difference between the two domiciles, though, that I want to touch on. Capricorn is going to be the serious, traditional, rule-following, no-nonsense domicile. These natives will generally do well with structure and routines, which is going to allow them to be dynamos when they set their mind to something. And then we have Aquarius, the lesser talked about, uh, you know, Saturn domicile placement, but still very important. Aquarius is going to be the, I see your rules, and now I'm going to rewrite them to better serve humanity domicile. These natives are not only going to think outside the box, but they're going to take that box and build a fort out of it. So while the means are unconventional and a little wonky sometimes, the job still gets done. And Saturn appreciates it. At the end of the day, as long as you learn the lessons and you do the job, Saturn doesn't care how you got there. It's about getting things done. And Aquarius has the ability to get things done. It might not be how Capricorn would do them. In fact, I can almost guarantee it's not how Capricorn would do them. But that doesn't mean that Aquarius isn't a dynamo in their own right in how they restructure things. Capricorn is all about structure and keeping the traditions and upholding things, whereas Aquarius is restructure. They are going to take that and say, okay, yeah, that's good, but let's make it better. And they're going to improve upon the old traditions, which I love. I love that mixture. I myself am a Saturn in Capricorn, so I tend to like traditions. It's no wonder I am a Hellenistic astrologer. I stick to the traditions, and I tend to stick to them pretty strictly, 
but I do try to be open-minded and always incorporate new teachings when they seem applicable. The negatives of Saturn are clear because, well, that's kind of what Saturn leads with. That's their leading argument. If Saturn had a PowerPoint, it would be like, here are my negatives. Here. And Saturn wouldn't think they're negative, but they would say like, here's, here's what you get. Sorry, it's me. There are, however, much to everyone's surprise, really amazing things about Saturn. The positive side of having a well-placed Saturn is the ability to just straight up get shit done. You'll be taken seriously by your peers and community. You're someone people can rely on. So you're seen as dependable, strong-willed, and determined to succeed at all costs. And a well-placed Saturn could come in the form of the sign it's in, the house it's in, or aspects. Remember, just because you have a Saturn that's in Leo or Cancer doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Then you could have certain aspects that are mitigating it, and then it could also be in a day chart, which Saturn wants to be in a day chart. And there are so many things that can make Saturn happy in your chart, so don't just look at the sign and think I'm doomed, because that's not the case. I want to wrap things up by saying, yeah, Saturn can suck, just straight up. We as humans don't like being told no, and we don't like having limitations or boundaries given to us. And let's face it, most of the time we avoid hard work. People literally use the phrase, work smarter, not harder. But with Saturn, that doesn't apply. You have to face the obstacle course that is Saturn. It creates character and instills us with a deep understanding of just how much we can achieve if we get our shit together. Someone has to be the one to give us rules. And at the end of the day, do we really mind? And that's kind of what I was getting at with my Saturn return. Yeah, I went through it. There were a lot of times where I was super frustrated with just life in general, and I was like, why are things like this right now? But now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, man, it wasn't that bad because the rewards I got from it were worth it. Saturn is also the planet of just getting older and wiser. I always said that my life would truly start at 30, which that would be after my first Saturn return, and just a lot happened (laughs) during those three years, and a lot of the time... Like I said, I was in a tailspin, wondering which way I should be going, but I figured it out, and so far, 30's been pretty fucking awesome. My life truly has started at 30, so I am thankful to Saturn for all the the bullshit I went through. That is Saturn, my sweet babes. I hope you all enjoyed this little 101 episode, and that you don't think Saturn is too much of a killjoy or that it's a depressing planet, because it's not. It's worth it, trust me. And maybe that's my Saturn and Capricorn talking, the the old, give it the old, you know, college try or whatever the fuck the phrase is. <laughs> but it's definitely not a depressing planet. While it doesn't let us always run wild and free like some of us would like, it does give us what we need in a roundabout way. Now that we know a good bit about Saturn, we'll be ready to talk about how it manifests in the different astrological signs. As always, thank you for being here. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro or on Twitter at moonmatters. All right, my babes, I will see you all later.